0: Presenter to introduce to you and uh, Victoria Victoria Cran, who's the nurse unit manager at the Concord Repat General Hospital. Victoria's got a, a huge professional history, general nurse's certificate, but then she went on to do both uh, post basic both post basic course in operating theatre techniques at Prince Henry and the Prince of Wales, and. Um, and then worked in uh, as a registered nurse in operating theatres at Concord clinical nurse specialist in the operating theatres and nurse unit manager so she managing the specialties of um, upper GI bariatric general breast endocrine and colorectal surgery so that's a lot She has Educational Achievements, Diploma of Operating Suite Management, Leadership Masterclass for Established Leaders at the Macquarie Graduate School of Management. And um, she has a lot of professional commitments at at Concord Repat Hospital, has had over the years. So I'd like you all to welcome, put your hands together for Victoria Cran, who's going to... i going, going to talk on Concord Theatre Nurses' Perspective. Thank you, Thank you Janet, for inviting me here today.
1: Good morning. Um, today, I'm presenting Michelle Scrivenick's um, lecture, The Future of Recycling in the Operating Setting, Is it Sustainable? Uh, Michelle my, is my um, superior and I'm presenting it for her. I am also on the Committee of Recycling, so that's perhaps why she asked me to, to do this for her today. Michelle is currently the nurse manager in charge of Operating Theatre Department at Concord. She has a very passionate interest in waste management and recycling. How it all started in the Concord Theatres. An increase in single-use items and the introduction of disposable custom packs resulted in the accumulation of excessive surgical waste within the operating theatres in recent years. During this um, Dealing with this waste is costly to both the environment and the hospital's bottom line. Michelle's involvement in waste management started during her participation in voluntary surgical missions in the Philippines, which commenced in 2007. She noticed their very impressive segregation of waste and thought that Australia could do more in this area. You can see the bins. That's actually in a hospital in the Philippines. In 2007, Michelle received an email from corporate services manager at Concord requesting us to reduce the rise in clinical waste in our operating theatres. The introduction of our disposable custom packs in 2006 was no longer going to be accepted as an excuse for our excessive clinical waste. This was the momentum that was needed to commence a major waste man- management project in the operating theatres at Concord. This is the hats I was talking about. (laughs) Um, We have hats too. Um, Um, Dwayne had his capes. Michelle uh, Michelle uh, Michelle formed the Waste Action Group, um, known as WAG, within the theatres. She first spent some time talking to the staff. Michelle knew that if she involved people who were already interested in recycling, it would make the project easier and allow it to run uh, the way she wanted it to. The WAG members met fortnightly uh, to begin with, Um, they were all extremely keen, even requesting that she change meeting times if they couldn't make that that meeting. We were called the Clinical Waste Chicks, Um, and even the boys were happy with this title and wore the hats. (laughs) One of the members, uh, sorry, and that's the the hats we wore. Um, We also had badges saying, ask me about our new clinical waste um, collection guidelines. Uh, there were a few medical staff also involved in the, in the WAG, which was fantastic to have them on board. Implementation. The WAG members were able to educate staff throughout the department on a day-by-day basis. <clears throat> it was our mission to make the new way easier than the old. We decided to, tr- to change the mindset of staff rather than forcing the change. It was a team effort, not only from the WAG members, but also from the staff in the department. Uninterested staff eventually became a minority and as time went on were were, uh, succumbed to peer group pressure and most conformed. Today, all staff commencing in the operating theatres at Concord have a waste segregation lecture included in their orientation. The education is then continued from everybody they work with because it is now the norm after nine years. Recycling clinical waste. Simple changes were made with, uh, simple changes were made starting with the bin liner on or near the anesthetic trolley in the operating theater. It was changed from a yellow clinical waste to a clear general waste liner. This bin was often found to be loaded with newspapers from the anaesthetists, and clean waste. We kept a yellow clinical bin a short distance away, um, and it was easily able to be wheeled up closer when contaminated uh, items like ET tubes were required to be disposed of. Heavy waste items were researched to see whether they could be disposed of elsewhere rather than in our clinical waste. One of these items was soda lime. Um, It's used on the anaesthetic machines. It's always been disposed of in clinical waste. We found out that we could put it in the general waste. we just always put it in clinical waste because that's what we always did. Um, We we were using approximately 130 kilograms a month of the soda lime. (coughs) Hang on, that's not it. Uh, Oh yeah, sorry. More reduction. The Striker Neptune um, system stores contaminated suction fluid, which is then disposed of in the sewer system rather than into clinical waste um, in a suction liner. To help reduce our clinical waste, we commenced a program to ensure that we were utilizing all three of our Neptune units to their maximum capacity. An average of nine litres of fluid is used per case in just perhaps a, a shoulder arthroscopy. Results of clinical waste reduction. In 2009, we projected a reduction in clinical waste of 15% in the first three months. However, in our first month, we were seeing a reduction of 22% and then after three months, a 36% 36 reduction. When this information was given to our hospital executive, they became very interested in our waste management project. We have um, continued to maintain a 45% reduction in clinical waste from 2009 until today. Okay, this is just a graph that just shows you. The arrows are just a little bit out, but um, gives you a general idea. As you can see from this graph, we introduced uh, our disposable custom packs in 2006 when our clinical waste was around 2,500 kilograms per month. After the introduction of the clinical packs, it rose to uh, around 4,000 kilograms per month. We commenced our clinical waste reduction project in 2009 and we have managed to sustain a 45% reduction over the last um, nine years, so you can see how it went down and just stayed there. Now, thank you, yep. (laughs) Colour coding collection bins in the theatre. We found it important to colour code not only our bins but also the plastic liners and I know we don't want to use plastic, but the plastic liners in the bins was only there um, to maintain its, its uh, stream of transport to whatever site uh, it was taken to in the, in the hospital. Um, so um, and by reducing our clinical waste and showing savings, we were given permission um, by our GM to purchase these special bins for the theatres. Uh, Our paper collecting bins have no liner um, and they're just tipped into a larger bin just outside the theatres. Sydney Local Health District Sustainability Plan was launched in 2013. We looked at all the items that we included in our disposable custom packs to see what could be recycled. Average cost of reusable versus disposable products. The agile argument about reusable versus disposable has been widely discussed over the last 50 years. Reusable costs today are, uh, costs today, um, in, are involved in reu- reusing and re-sterilising the linen, washing and sterilising metalware, and opening individual packets. Approximately a small pack would be cost um, about $85. Manual handling injuries and extra time have not been factored into these costs. Before we introduced our disposable custom packs, an average of three staff members in Concord's um, sterilising department were off each week because of manual handling injuries due to the linen reprocessing system. Aggressive washing of linen causes degradation of the material, which leads to an ineffective barrier for sterility. There is also a longer setup time for the instrument and circulating nurses when all the individual packs and packets have to be opened separately. Now versus the disposable, the use of a disposable pack allows for more time for surgery and therefore more procedures done in a day. It has the same cost as um, as the uh, reusable. However, there are no injuries that that uh, have been. Uh, observed. Um, the the uh, sterility of the pack is, is secured. However, we have to ensure that we are able to recycle up to a, uh, more than 90% of that, of that um, material that's involved in the custom pack. Is this possible? It is, sorry, it is possible, but how? <clears throat> Thank you. Contaminated plastic recycling. A Concorde We now have many recycling streams to minimise landfill and and our environment impact. We recycle paper, cardboard, kim guard wrap, clean clean soft plastic, hard clean plastic, contaminated hard plastic, disposable contaminated instruments, staplers and ports and glass. When we commenced with contaminated plastic, we collected an average of three tonnes per year. Today we, we average 4.5 tonnes. A large 660-litre bin is placed in the sterilising department where this plastic is collected. The entire bin is removed with no, no handling required because of the being a clinical waste. It just goes up in the lift with, the, with the, the surgical trays. This clinical waste costs $832 a tonne, which is cheaper than normal clinical waste. So we're saving approximately $700 a year. Now, I know that doesn't sound like much, but every saving is a little bit, and what we're stopping it from is going into the landfill. Contaminated metal plastic disposable products. Since 2012, we've also been collecting a lot of clinical waste for recycling. Anything with a combination of plastic metal, such as laparoscopic ports, staplers, diathermy pencils, are placed in a huge special sharps-like container, in CSSD for for collection. Thank you. Clean plastic packaging. Once we started our WAG group, our executive were very interested to get on board and spread some of our initiatives throughout the hospital. This is when the Concord Sustainability Committee was formed in 2010. Clean plastic is now collected throughout the entire hospital. Clean sterile wrap from our instrument trays. Every sterile instrument tray is covered with two layers of polypropylene wrap. Uh, We we, we use Kim Guard but there are lots of other brands. We collect this clean wrap in special bins that are lined with a blue liner so that they can be easily identified and not get mixed up in reprocessing once they leave the operating theatre complex. The Kim Guard can be turned into hard plastic trays that are used underneath other surgical instruments. So the actual wrap that you see that those those packages, are, uh, trays are wrapped in. Eventually, will come after we've re- we've we've recycled it. Will come one of the trays that's protecting protecting that um, instrument tray. So it's kind of comes home again. It's nice. Um, you can also make the Kim Guard into um, a lot of other items. They use it in children's playgrounds and oh, there's lots of other things. We receive a rebate of forty dollars per ton. Um, We average 12 tonnes of wrap a year, saving the hospital $2,880 per year and diverting it from general waste and landfill. Clean disposable white gowns. White disposable gowns are used now instead of linen gowns when operating theatre staff visit other areas in the hospital. These, these linen gowns are sometimes used only for five minutes. Well, these linen gowns were only used for five minutes. But they'd have to be re- rewashed after every single use. The disposable gowns are made of polypropylene. So they get baled up with the soft plastic and the Kim Guard on site at Concord and they all go to make whatever they're going to make. <laughs> Thank you. Soft plastics. Um, we get reimbursed 40, $40 a tonne for our soft, um, clean plastic. Thank you. Uh, Recycling throughout Concord. We recycle, like I'm sure you all do, um, ink cartridges. We um, really try and and stop people from using disposable styrofoam cups. And the whole hospital, as I told you before, has started a program of collection of of clean plastic, non-contaminated plastic. Uh, Concord recycling on site. On site we separate for collection. All cardboard and paper is shredded and baled. The plastic is divided into soft and hard. We do that in the operating theatre, but in other places they don't, so they separate it as well. Um, we also collect e-waste, mattresses and batteries. Thank you. Recent changes and more to come. The sky's the limit with what you, what can be done to improve hospital, the hospital's carbon footprint. As the leader of a large department, Michelle is continually aware of the waste we generate. We are always looking at where we can introduce more recycling. Recently we... Up, sorry, I'm going to laugh. Recently we upgraded our staff room. So, we now, so then we went and removed all the plastic cutlery and the styrofoam cups. The staff now bring their own. We purchased visitors' cups and cutlery for reusing. <clears throat> Installed a soap dispenser at the sink, so we used less soap. We labelled the kitchen bins, with what was their content. And also another idea that we we're, we're just started is um, we have a conversation with companies um, about the recycling packages um, that surround their, their products that come into the operating theatre. We're trying to, even before it gets to us, to stop them from packing it in a box, in a box, in a box. So that's another idea that you can take back I think that's well worth looking at. Thank you. PVC recycling commenced in Western Australia and is now, of course, in other states in New South Wales. We collect all the used IV bags, IV tubing after cutting off the ends and also oxygen masks once we have removed the elastic and the metal parts. Thank you. Steps to take for other operating, uh, for other theatre departments. Michelle found that by choosing staff who were interested in recycling, it made the project far more effective and enjoyable. If you are considering doing something similar in your workplace, Michelle suggests making contact with at least one helpful environmental services manager. Start with your clinical waste reduction first and have it weighed so that you can show your saving. You can then commence the recycling part, so don't try and eat the whole apple in one bite, just take little bits. And you'll get there. Thank you. Um, here are some of the awards that we've won um, from when we first started. We we're one of the first operating departments to undertake such a big project. Many other operating theatre departments have followed suit, and they often come to Concord for site visits to see how we've done things. Thank you. Little Blue Towels. Surgeons and nurses use these towels to dry their hands before gowning for surgery. They are then disposed of. These, um, <clears throat> these towels are unsoiled. They can be easily washed and reused. Staff take them home, surgeons take them to their farms, all manner of things happen to them. However, many of these towels are still thrown out. So we would like to eventually become part of a similar projects that are going elsewhere in Australia with these towels. Um, we have beige towels at Concord, not blue. And the reason being is we went to our custom pack company and asked them to be more sustainable. So the ones we have now have no dye in them. They're not a very nice colour, but they, they have no dye. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas Hans. After many years of collecting, this is a bit more information about collecting in general, Um, or recycling. After many years of collecting for recycling, questions have been asked as where does it all go Um, and what what is made from our waste. Recent documentaries have highlighted that much of our household waste is not recycled. Michelle organised a a visit to Lucas Heights here in Sydney Waste Centre where a lot of our household waste is treated. It was very interesting and actually nice to see that a lot of our green waste does get recycled. Items such as e-waste, batteries, paints, mattresses, terracotta pipes and bricks were all collected and sent elsewhere for recycling. Thank you. The treatment of green waste takes about five months uh, for it to break down and it is uh, reused in potting mixes for nurseries. Lucas Heights Landfill, it's a natural picture, Lucas Heights Landfill is massive, it's seven storeys deep. But it was sad to see so many trucks arriving from council pickups dumping their rubbish. Surely a lot of this rubbish could be recycled. This landfill will only last till 2037. Large 60 ton trucks with spike wheels are used to squash the rubbish, and every truck uses approximately 1,000 litres of diesel a day. Two trucks work there all day. A layer of sandstone rubble, which was dug from the original landfill site, is used to cover the rubbish every day to eliminate odour and prevent scavenger birds. Thank you. There are three councils in Sydney who send all of their combined waste to a large plant at Eastern Creek called UR3R. It manually and electronically sorts into recyclable material and rubbish. Unfortunately it is a very expensive process but it is a shame that we don't have more of this facility in New South Wales. This factory sorts and cleans household plastic, paper and metal, keeping 70% from the landfill. Currently my hospital, and probably most others, can only keep about 16% of our waste from landfill. Thank you. This landfill site, this is not at Lucas Heights, um, treats waste and then and then produces methane gas, um, which is collected and used for energy production. At least some good comes of our rubbish. Okay, you can... I don't know whether you know about this. I think they put rubbish in one in and hot water is added to it. It goes down through aggregate. There's pipes that are right down to the bottom of the aggregate. It takes quite a while for, for the process to occur, but then the gas eventually comes up into the into the um, the little um, towers on top of the of the aggregate, goes down, and then it's turned into actri- electricity. So, you're actually, making electricity out of the waste. Electricity is produced from this methane gas. Um, and sorry, next picture. And this one site alone. Um, pr- produces enough electricity for 20,000 homes from the waste. Thank you. This is just another th- as well. This is a diagram showing how plastic should be processed instead of going into landfill. So it's, the plastic is segregated, it's baled. The first process is to remove contaminants, or to wash and shred it, to remove contaminants, and then depending on what it's eventually going to be turned into, then there are other processes that, processes that occur. Thank you. So where is our plastic really ending up? <clears throat> in recent times there's been a lot of speculation regarding recycling material ending up in landfill and there's a lot of discussion around a Four Corners program that was talking about waste. Our contaminated plastic gets washed and sterilised according to policy. All of our plastic was being shipped to China, however in recent times this has stopped. They no longer want our plastic, so where does it go? Mostly to landfill. Thank you. Where to next? Ask a lot of questions. If you haven't started recycling, it's important that every, every, um, every turn that you make in, in your um, development of your project, that you just keep asking questions. Ask why and how and where. How much? Um, it, it just makes the pathway. Ask as many questions as you can possibly... Um, be to ask. (laughs) So you get answers. Continue the recycling program in your hospital if you have it. Work out what else you can recycle. Don't get discouraged. Educate young doctors. We do this in the operating theatre. Educate young doctors, especially the ones that rotate through a lot of hospitals. You might be doing a really good job in yours, but then, you know, you'll get a young doctor that comes from another hospital where they do none of this. And then all of a sudden, I see it every six months that our, that our, um, our recycling goes down, has this dip before we get them and re-educate them um, and they come on board. But it's only just those few because everybody else that works in the operating theatre at Concord all do it. We just need to educate those, those uh, you know, 20 doctors every six months when they rotate. Um, And also reduce packaging and continue to look for ways to reduce your landfill. Thank you very much.